Okay, sorry about that. We had a bit of a glitch and um, it happens. I'm a sales guy. I'm a business guy. I'm not a sound guy. So um, yeah, I had a glitch, which means I hit that button and I was supposed to hit that button twice and you know, whatever. So here I am and here you are. And thank you everyone for joining me again on The Venue on Wednesday at five o'clock probably 503 now. And um, again, I apologize for being a bit late. I'm pretty excited about today. And uh, I am going to be bringing on a relatively new friend of mine. I mean, I've known most of the people who have been on this thing, which started as a 60 some odd week Zoom call and became since that time a weekly live stream called The Venue. And so I've known most of the people who follow this, who have been on it, who watch it for, you know, up to 20 or 30 years, some even more than that, God forbid. But uh, this gentleman who I'm bringing on with me today as a co-host slash guest uh, is a gentleman named Nick Strand, who um, I became friends with last year at some point during this whole thing, which I don't even want to say pandemic. But, uh, you know, we became friends because how the heck did I even find him? I don't even remember. Uh, maybe Nick will remind me that when I bring him on. But um, we became friends last year because we connected about his brand. And so, you know, Nick has such an incredible story and a sad story, but a positive story and something that I think is just so influential and, and inspiring to other people. Um, he lost his mother, which I know many people listening have probably also lost their mother. It's a devastating thing. Thank God my mom is still alive. And uh, he lost his mom in 2012. He lost his uh, wife of 10 years, very young lady, uh, Brianna, in 2017. Very inspirational young lady. I've learned a lot about her in the past uh, uh, eight or 12 months or whatever it's been. Um, lost her to cystic fibrosis, which of course is a disease that uh, young people get and unfortunately don't typically, I don't think ever, live to be old. Uh, they usually don't live to 20 years old, I don't think. And uh, I think modern science has got it to where they can uh, live into their late 20s at times. But Brianna was a very special lady. She really came up with a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today. Um, then in 2019, a weird thing ha happened. One day he woke up, he thought he had a stroke. He uh, just basically half his face was paralyzed and was scared to death, had no idea what this was, was coping with, you know, just trying to figure this out and assuming that he had a stroke. And he learned that it was, uh, I think it's called Bell Palsy and has pretty much 
almost completely recovered today, uh, other than, you know, the fact that you'll hear him stutter every once in a while. I'm just joking. Uh, no, he's he's pretty much recovered. He's he's, uh, you know, a, as normal as any of us right now. So not that uh, having any kind of a defect is is abnormal or anything. But um, so, you know, it just felt like he kept getting punched in the face. And then all of a sudden COVID happened. And so Nick is also a touring guy, like many people who come on this show and who listen to it and who are part of this community. Uh, Nick is a touring guy. He was out on tour with uh, the Dave Matthews Band. He's a video tech, a very good one, from what I understand, from uh, mutual friends that we have. And everyone who's reached out to me when I announced doing this show said, oh, my God, Nick's an amazing guy. Where is he? I need a tech. Uh, so, you know, all of these things kept happening to him. And I think Nick just started feeling like, oh, my God, you know, this guy is falling. My world is shit. Nothing's ever going to be good. And and uh, somehow he he came up with the inspiration to to pivot and start this brand that we're going to talk about today. So as they say, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my friend and uh, co-host today. <laughs> Nick, if you could do me a favor and just Hello. move yeah. the middle of your screen, because the way okay. that it splits the screens on this yep. thing, you end up disappearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see it. So here we have uh, yeah. here we have Nick Strand or Nicholas Strand, as he's got on his screen right now. And uh, so, welcome, Nick. Thanks, thanks for coming on. And thank you for joining Appreciate us today. Love yeah, your shirt. So, <laughs> there you go, folks. I'm representing. So, oh, look at us. We didn't even right? talk about this. Yeah, that's pretty funny. This is what actually my least favorite shirt. I like I like the one with choose your attitude down the side. I, I have that in multiple colors and wear them, uh, you know, at least once a week. I've got a choose it's, your attitude shirt on. It's funny you say that because that's one of the next things I'm doing is working on uh, other shirts with different designs that aren't so uh, in your face poignant Old. like this, but you know exactly. what though? Sometimes I like this hey, one. Sometimes I love going out with this shirt on and, and people go, everyone's yeah. got a different attitude. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? I mean, to be perfectly honest and, and I don't want this to sound like any kind of an infomercial or anything. I'm friends with you because your brand drew me in. That was first and foremost. So I went, wow, a touring guy with this cool <laughs> pivot with this unbelievable brand. So I think I wrote you a, a note or something and just said, you know, yeah. Nick, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. And and yep. you reached out to me and we we hit it off and became friends. And I helped you through some of your challenges that you were working through and, and some Huge. of that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, again, the bottom line for me, whether or not we're friends. And by the way, just to be perfectly clear, and Nick is here so he could confirm this, yep. all of the shirts that I've bought from Nick, I've paid full price. I haven't even oh, yeah. used discount oh, codes yeah. or nothing. Yep. So, um, you know, and I will continue to because they're comfortable shirts. I like them. I feel good when I put this logo on for some reason. Uh, where's the logo? Here it is. Nope. Oh, there's no <laughs> logo on the sleeve on this it's, version. It's on the, nope, it's on the back. Oh, it's on the back. Oh, yeah, yep. the butterfly logo. <laughs> but... No, I mean, something about just choose your attitude. And, you know, I've always been that guy who, who you know, I got punched in the face a lot when I was young. And, and you know, I've got all the disadvantages that you could possibly ask for. Uh, but this ain't about me and I don't really want to talk about me. But, um, you know, it, it's just 
it's a brand that I can relate to because I was an overachiever. I had none of the advantages. I didn't have a rich dad. I didn't have any network growing up. I, you know, I grew up in the worst neighborhood and in a pretty easy city, Calgary, Canada. But, you know, if I say that to people and it's funny because I just got a comment from a gentleman I know who <laughs> isn't a musician, but he's a drummer. Uh <laughs> Because drummers aren't musicians, get it? <laughs> but uh, Sasha saying cheers from Canada. And so when I tell people that I come from the worst place in Calgary, they go, what, Forest Lawn? And I go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a nice city. And, uh, you know, there's hardly any crime and hardly any bad stuff goes on. But, uh, oh, we have a couple of uh, Calgarians on here. That's kind of funny. <laughs> There's a confirmation and actually Ramona, I know from Forest Lawn as well. So uh, it's it's pretty funny because every time like I, I met one of my neighbors here in Florida said, hey, I heard you're from Calgary. And I said, yeah. And she goes, me too. And I said, wow, that's cool. And she goes, what neighborhood did you grow up in? And she's got loads of money. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, not the nicest place. And she goes, what, Forest Lawn? And I go, yeah, exactly. And she's like, whoa. You know, like <laughs> I, I've been cursed now. Right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty funny. But, uh, you know, again, I mean, I, I can't stress it enough that that I connected with you, not yeah. because I wanted Dave Matthews tickets, not because yep. I thought you were incredibly handsome, which you're pretty good looking guy, <laughs> uh, <thanks. laughs> uh, you know, not because I had anything to gain, but because I really loved your brand and I loved your message. I loved the message that you were putting out there. Choose your attitude. And, you know, if anyone could use to, uh, you know, choose an attitude, it's probably someone who's been kicked in the face, you know, as many times as, as you have in your life. And so, you know, walk me through a little bit about, you know, I kind of gave a quick rundown in, in the little pre thing that I did that, um, I just said, you know, I kind of walked through what it was that uh, um, you had done, you know, what you went through to kind of get where you're at today. Some of the challenges you went through, some of the things yeah. that happened to you, some of those punches in the face that you got. So, you know, walk me through it a little bit. Yeah, well, um, just yeah. I want you to relive getting punched in the face. You know? <laughs> right. Well, you know, it it you know, it started out um, kind of a fairy tale in a sense where you know, uh, a little kid wanting to, you know, start a dream in the roadie industry. And, and that's, you know, I, I fell into, um, I didn't fall into, I did the work, you know, as a young kid, I loved Garth Brooks and I wanted to do this. I wasn't a musician. So my dad was an electrician, combined the two and I put the effort together. Um, and just was so driven that, you know, instead of going to parties and such, I was the nerd that stayed after school and came before school to work on this. And, um, literally right out of college, uh, walked right onto the rush tour <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, uh, well, you told that. me something yesterday that kind of made yes. me laugh a little bit when they said, do you want to go out and tour with rush? What'd you say? <laughs> uh, who's rush? <laughs> who? <laughs> rush we who? can't be friends. We can't be friends. Nick. I'm sorry. Well, I'm Canadian and I'm a bass player. So right. I, I had no choice, but to be a massive rush fan. Right. But afterwards, by all means, I was like, Oh, this is this is what it is um and you know I, I was grateful to be on that tour and i learned a lot but you know at the same time that was exactly when i met you know the who was the love of my life um brianna and um you know started that journey and um you know here you are just living a dream um but 
in that dream was Brianna, you know, was born with cystic fibrosis. Um, and so, you know, I was able to conquer my dream. And so when I met her, it was like, well, why not conquer this? And, um, you know, uh, Nick, sorry to back yeah. you up a bit here, but I don't, I don't remember if I ever told you this and, and Sasha might remember, I don't know if Ramona would remember this, but I actually had a girlfriend back in, uh, in, uh, it started in Edmonton. I met her at Sasha. Tell me what was the bar called on, uh, by all the music stores there. And it was downstairs. It was a rock club downstairs by all the music stores what was that called white avenue i think what was that bar called anyone give it to me come on give me a comment <laughs> uh i forget what it was called i remember the rex i remember the ci south i remember uh all the other places but i can't remember what this place was called downstairs on white avenue anyway she was a waitress there beautiful girl uh no it wasn't lucifer's that was in calgary this was edmonton um anyways uh, you know, really pretty girl, little mini skirt, you know, just everything I thought, you know, was, uh, yeah, Edmonton. Um, but anyways, her name was Margaret. I, I, we started dating and eventually like she was very thin and she ate like an animal, like she ate so much food and I couldn't understand what was going on. And eventually she said, I've got this thing called cystic fibrosis. And I had heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. And I, I said, what's that? And she kind of explained it to me and, you know, she couldn't keep weight on. She was just very tiny, very thin and just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and couldn't keep weight on. And so sort of behind the scenes, I asked a few people questions, you know, what's this all about? And, and they told me, you know, she's probably not going to see 30. And, uh, and, you know, I, I was like, wow, how's that happen? You know, there's gotta be a cure. There's gotta be some medicine. There's gotta be something, but, uh, we broke up, of course, as you do. <laughs> and uh, later on, a few years later, a, another friend of mine had uh, had reached out to me and said, hey, did you know Margaret died? And I was like, oh, no, that's sad. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah so fibrosis is is it is basically a, a, a death warrant, right? Yeah, it's a it's a lung disease that um, basically takes out the um, the the salt uh, in our bodies that, um, you know, for us healthier humans, um, it, it doesn't, it, that, that's what we use to remove, uh, the mucus from our lungs. Um, that, oh, so okay. that way we don't, we don't get sick. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's what she had. Um, and at three years old, she's diagnosed and told that she's only going to live till 13. And so when I met wow. her, she was already past that, um, at 20 years old, um, you know, I, I was production manager of the Washington State FFA, Future Farmers of America. Um, I was in charge of helping them bring that, you know, to fruition at the, at the um, you know, they have 3,000, 4,000 members who come uh, to the convention. Um, and so, yeah, so they, you know, here she is standing in front of them with a retiring address. And, um, and yeah, uh, it was, you know, sharing with the world that she has cystic fibrosis and that's how we met kind of in that that sense um right right so uh, well yeah. going backwards a bit this this rush thing so yeah you said you did all this stuff before school and after school and you specifically wanted to be a video guy i specifically wanted to be video i i started you know it Again, it was just, I actually started being a DJ uh, young before I started school. And when I got into middle school, it was at a brand new school. 
And that school had, they called it morning announcements. So instead of over the PA system, they called it, it was actually on TV. Um, Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so I, being the technical nerd and at a new opportunity, um, with the entrepreneur mind, took advantage of the situation. Um, And so I actually had my my dad, um, you know, driving me to school every morning. and oh, you were early. producing this video thing every for morning. the school? Every well, morning. see, if you really were an entrepreneur, you wouldn't have had to go in earlier. I, I would have negotiated a deal <laughs> where instead of starting at well, 8 with the rest of the students, I got to start at 11 or at noon because I was going to produce the video for them. So that's what I got. I got the mornings off. <laughs> <laughs> well, mind you, you didn't hear the full story because in high ah. school, what happened is I worked myself into where they bought me a full switcher system um, uh, off of a computer. I ran the video program and I had basically two uh, out of the four um, uh, periods. Uh, I had two of them off because oh, I was cool. literally just working on video. That's cool. Um, so yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. So yeah. yeah, back to Brianna. And so, uh, you know, eventually, obviously you lost her, which was extremely it, devastating. It was. Um, and before that, 2012, I lose my mom. Yeah. Um, and then I go into losing my wife. Um, when I lost my mom, it was kind of that, oh, okay, so this is what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, you know, You've never then, lost anyone close to you prior never, to that, I guess. Never. Yeah. Death was foreign. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. In, so, in some sick way, I guess it prepared you for the inevitable. Exactly. Like you knew at what point, you were married 10 years, right? So at what point did Correct. you know... You must have married really young because you're only like 32 was, or something, aren't you? 20 years old. Yeah. Thir- yeah. Uh, 85. <laughs> yeah. Born, born yeah. in 85. Um, wow. So, yeah. Um, Very young guy. So, yeah. So, I I, I meet her um, and, and we go for, you know, uh, uh, 10 years and the whole entire time we're going to the doctor's office and she's... Um, uh, having tests and every single time we go in the test those numbers get smaller smaller so when i met her she was at 85 percent. most of us are at probably 120 um, percent yeah. we've got we've got a little extra um you know to to breathe with right um but as her infections get worse um the breathing goes down and so when she passed so i met her at 85 she was at 85% lung function. Uh, when she passed, she was at 20% lung function. Holy um, shit. Yeah. So about six years in, she went from 85 to 50, all in like a two-year thing, which was huge. Yeah. Um, so that was that was scary. Um, so that was in that was in 2017 when you lost her, right? So you know, were you on the road? Like, did your road family basically help you survive that? It that's what helped me survive the road family was all i had left matter of fact a week after um i i went right in to go see some friends at the tim mcgraw because i was with them in 2010 and it was like it was all of a sudden i felt alive again it was like oh okay so at least i have this at least i have this um and so um yeah um so yeah yeah. so you didn't have to sit at home curled up in the fetal position in your apartment or whatever 
for very long. You you went out well, on the road. You were among friends. Right. And and yeah. what I did right after, I mean, I had the celebration. So that took a month. So that was a production. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then after that, I had a project, which was two and a half weeks of um, doing the, um, uh, I built the deck. Um, and after that is when kind of I, I fell apart. Um, yeah. is when all of a sudden I didn't have a project home became something scary. Um, yeah. and so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Yeah. Um, and I, and good. Tell me about this moving forward to 2019. So then, you know, this thing happened to your face. What was that all about? So I'm on, you know, Dave Matthews was a, a tour that I had dreamed about. Um, and it, Back when I started, they were kind of one of the people that I, I went out to go uh, connect with. Um, and so uh, all of a sudden, this 2019, I go out with them. Um, and, you know, we in August, uh, we have um, we, we have off. And I remember waking up and things just felt weird. Um, and I was actually going out with a, another roadie friend. And, um, I woke up and the left side of my face was paralyzed. Wow. Um, and I thought it was a stroke. And you didn't even drink um, or do drugs or no, anything, right? I, like it, never, it wasn't I that am, you did a eight ball of blow and half of your face yes. was, was paralyzed. Exactly. It was from nothing. Exactly. You just woke I, up like it, it, it wasn't related to anything you ate or drank or did or nope. it just happens. Was, Is that normal? Is that just how it happens. normally well, happens? I mean, as anything, they say stress, right? Yeah. Um, and so it, it was, uh, they, they say stress, but, um, it, which fair, but it's, um, uh, yeah. So it, it's, it, but it turned out to be, I thought it was something completely rare, but I guess it's like buying a new car. As soon as I had it, like everybody I talked to was like, oh, I know. Somebody. Oh yeah. Oh, I had that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It'll be gone in a couple months. How long did but, it take to go away? Oh, probably three, like today. I, so it took a, probably a good month and a half to finally, you know, turn around and become, yeah. um, you know, where, where I can be normal again, if you yeah. will. Um, but it, you know, still today, um, uh, still today I'm, you know, I'm, um, I, you know, as I smile or whatever, it controls my eye. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've noticed uh, it. Sometimes your eyes yeah, a little bit closed yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you still don't have 100% control over it, but mostly. Right. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's all, well, the whole entire side is, is kind of weird. Um, I mean, you can, you can actually kind of see it when I smile yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm not winking yeah. my eye. That's, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. That's I always thought you were just winking at me, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of this wake up call of like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like if, if that can happen, then my heart's my lungs, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it can all, um, you know, Shit just can comp- fall apart. Yeah. 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 So I, I was like, okay, well I need to start writing. And so Uber focus, like I am, um, I started writing, um, and, um, and, and, um, I, oh, you wrote spent, the book. I wrote, yeah, the, wrote the book the- in five weeks. I, I just, focused on it what's the um, book called again loving someone is dying yeah and i haven't gotten around to reading it yet because it just seems like it's going to be so friggin' sad but uh i want to you know i think it's probably going to be inspirational if it matches everything else you've been doing you know no, it 
it's um it talks about our journey and kind of what we what we went through um and you know it it was beautiful um yeah, you know the yeah. things we had the pillow talks um you know it was it was it was something that was you know we would talk about death we would talk about this journey you know without getting too dark here or anything when when you're with someone who you know is dying and you know that there's there's an end there's a there's an expiry date and you know roughly what that expiry date is every day must be lived to its fullest i'm guessing you don't waste a lot of days is that correct or is is that false so that's so that's what what brianna's um that's what brianna's mission was it was quality over quantity yeah. um you know you, you live this life um where you know you yeah you you you're literally as i tell people it, it, it's kind of like a, a a you know time right you've got this hourglass and for her she was told what the top of that hourglass she all of a sudden you have that sand and it's a race right you, yeah. you're like yeah. at 13 years old you're gonna die well you and I don't have that. Yeah. And so, you know, you have this, this feeling of like, okay, well, um, you know, tomorrow you've, you've already at 20 years old, you're already, you know, eight years past what you're supposed to be living. Um, and so, yeah, it was one of those things of quality over quantity to the fact where doctors would prescribe her, you know, say, oh, well you need, um, for, you know, four hours of treatment. And she would be like, I can't do that a day. I'm going to yeah. do only one hour a day and that's all. Everything else is going to be my life. You yeah. Know? Good for so, her. Yeah. So it was finding a doctor that would understand that and, and go through that. And by all means, like this is all, you know, you come home to this and you live this life. It's beautiful, rosy. And then you go on the road and you know you're trying to to manage all this. Um, yeah, that's got to be incredible. I mean, I can't even imagine yeah. what that's like. And plus, I'm sure there was an incredible amount of guilt as well whenever you had to leave and go on the road because you're leaving her there to deal with all of this reality and stuff, right? And you're going away to fantasy land. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. That's that's basically um what it is. Is you know is exactly that. Like you know, you're, you're leaving to go to work, something you love. I mean, that was one thing when we met though, is we both guaranteed each other our careers. Right. Um, and so we knew that our careers were something we both loved. She was a veterinarian. Yeah. She, she loved, um, that kind of stuff. Um, but for, you know, um, for that, it, yeah, it, it was heavy. It was difficult. Um, yeah. especially when there were sometimes doctor's appointments that you couldn't make. It was one of those things that when I come home, I just yeah. kind of would start to live her life. Um, yeah. as opposed to, well, it's to, like when anybody else gets home and the wife goes here, you deal with the baby, now, you <laughs> yes. know, except her baby was actually her life and doctor's appointments and medications yeah. and prescriptions and insurance companies and all that stuff. Cause not only are you dying, but you're, you're dealing with, you know, the stupid politics and, and system of dying, you know, I mean, that's, uh, what a terrible thought. So, yeah. it, you know, so then 2009, you get this face thing and you're starting to get over that. And then, or 2019, I'm sorry. And then, you know, your feet are pulled out from under you and, and, uh, 
So what did that look like? Now COVID yeah, hits and so, you're in the touring business and you're on tour with with well, uh, Dave Matthews, right? Yeah, you're at this pivotal moment where, you know, it's a it's a dream to be on the road with them and then, you know, you're you've you've got 15 years into your career, so you're pretty dang comfortable, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and so, you know, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do this hobby and I'm going to invest in myself because yeah. you know, how often do you get the chance to write a book? let alone yeah, about yeah. something inspirational about this. And so, of course, I put everything I had into it. I believe in myself. That's what yeah. I've done for the last 15 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I invest everything I had and I, I'm going to do this. And, you know, I have 12 months of work. So, of course, I've got the capital. So, like, yeah. what else could go wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody saw this thing coming. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've talked every day in the past year and a half to multiple business owners in our industry who have lost some everything. Some have lost everything and then some. So they've lost everything and then borrowed and went into debt. So they've gone even past everything, you know, because they've gone into debt as well. Uh, you know, some have lost a little bit, but, you know, can't recover. And I mean, it's it's just it's been a devastating time, but mostly even worse, like companies like mine and companies like all of these PRG and bandit lights and all these companies, they've lost big money. But you know, for you, it's completely different for, for my friends who are lighting designers or video techs or, or, you know, video directors or whatever, you know, they literally, I mean, had nothing to do. Like it was like, you know, at least me, I could focus on cleaning up my business and evolving and doing things like that. But you went from you know, a hundred to zero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it, it, you know, and the cool thing about your story, which as sad and effed up as your story is, uh, the cool thing about it is instead of curling up in a ball and, and crying, and you probably did a bit of that stuff too, but and oh, why me, <laughs> why me, you know, but instead of that, you kind of brushed yourself off again for like the fifth or sixth time and yeah. said, I'm going balls deep into this choose your attitude thing. And I'm going to go out and create a brand at the worst possible time when I have no income whatsoever. And everybody thinks I'm completely retarded for even thinking about this, that I should just sit back and eat macaroni and cheese and save as much money as I can. And instead you're going all in, you're taking your credit cards. You're like, how did you fund this thing? I mean, my credit cards, I I had all, I had already here. I have this pile of inventory. Um, you know, April seventh, I had invested in an event. Um, you know, we're gonna have this big release. I've got this pile of books. You know, um, of course. Yeah. Again, yeah. like tw- fifteen years in the career. Why would I not? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I was so yeah, proud felt, of myself. It felt pretty secure. If if shit hits oh. the fan, at least I can stay on the road and I'm making a good living. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. The bills. I mean, at the end of the day, it was yes, the bills are getting paid and I can fund, yeah. you know, the the hobby. Yeah. Well, and then when it turns into okay, well, now I don't have that fund. Yeah. And so now it's like, okay, well, what can you do? Well, that's when you sit there and go, Okay, what do I have and what can I do with that? Yeah. And so yeah. it was basically that. So that's when I I pivoted. I started doing the podcast, doing all the things that I, I could do with what I had. Um, yeah. You know, well, I, I, 
I mean, the incredible thing to me, you actually own the trademark on Choose Your Attitude. Yep. I yep. mean, yep. what a friggin' trademark. Like, that's like owning the <laughs> trademark on Hello or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, what a friggin' trademark that is. Choose Your Attitude. Wow. Uh, you know? I, I mean, a lot of that was luck too. I mean, early in the game, that that's exact. I mean, I went right to the URL. I went yeah. right to, you know, the trademark. And, yeah. you know, these are these are things that you purchase that you don't that some business people don't understand. Like these are the startup costs that yeah. are are yeah. are tough, you know, that make starting a business tough because it's well, not it's, cheap. It's your intellectual property, you know, it's yes. and so for some people that is a patent, that is a piece of yep. technology, it's a piece of software, it's a yep. you know, it's the way that you've designed a picture or whatever it is. But for companies like mine and and yep. certainly yours, yours especially because that's really all you've got. That's your entire yep. currency is yep. is your intellectual property, which is the choose your attitude logo, brand, URL, etc. And I mean the URL, like you know, I've got it on the screen right now. I found it hard to believe when you and I first started talking that you <laughs> actually owned that URL. I was like, what the hell? So I. That? I actually so that was another thing and this is you know part of that that technology you know mindset of of going when I actually signed up I actually grabbed all the URLs but .com but .com was actually somebody else had yeah um and so what I did is I just you know kind of ate at it and that was another thing come January all of a sudden I I you know I had spent a little it was like 20 bucks to have somebody you know, to, to be able to get the owner. Um, well, anyways, they either, I don't know how, but anyways, I got an email that said it was, it was free or not free, but it was available. available. Yeah. Um, so Did you have to pay for it or you just had to register it. I had to pay for it. Um, how much? it was like, I think it was almost a grand. Um, oh, okay. It, yeah. It because I, I have a similar story with gear source. When I first started yeah. gear source, remember this is, uh, 2001, and in 2001, the internet was still pretty friggin' new, right? Yep. And so I didn't know a lot, and and there wasn't a gazillion websites out there like there is today. So I I and you know I still have this notebook where I scribbled a thousand different names and scratched them out and changed them and did all these things, and I came up with Gear Source. And so I go out, register the company name. I, I get the business. I do all these things. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I need to go get the website. Right. <laughs> and it's not available. Oh, geez, and there's yeah. no one on it. Like there's nobody using it, but it's not available. Yeah. So I'm like, damn it. What the hell? What do I do now? <laughs> so I just put a hyphen. So it was gear hyphen source dot com. I didn't know that that was like the kiss of death at that time. And it, it actually yeah. worked out OK. But probably about a year into it, I get a call from some guy who says, Hey, you know, uh, or maybe an email. I don't know. It might've been yeah. an email cause he found me through the, the, uh, URL registry or whatever. But I, I get someone reach out to me who says, Hey, would you like to have gearsource.com without the hyphen in it? And you know, I'm a sales guy, so I'm playing it now <laughs> a little bit and I go, yeah, you know, I'm pretty used to gear source with the hyphen in it. And I'm yeah. thinking, thank God, please <laughs> yeah. give me this domain. But I'm saying, no, nah, no, nah, I'm pretty comfortable with the hyphen. I like it. My customers have gotten used to it and stuff. 
so I'm downplaying and he, he, his first price was like $10,000 or something. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, if you ever come around, you know, let me know because, and I know this guy just wants to offload this thing at this point. Right. So he calls me back a couple of days later and he goes, Hey, do you sell those smoke machines, fog machines? And I said, as a matter of fact, we do. And he says, I'll tell you what, trade me a good fog machine Ooh. and I'll give you the I'll give you the domain. So I think I gave him a gem ZR20 fogger or something. <laughs> and uh he was happy as hell. And it cost me like four or five hundred bucks and and I got See, the domain. Yep. So but, uh, well what I mean, if you look at if you look at my domain host, when I got it, it you know, the 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 what it said it was, I've now almost tripled to quadrupled. The value like it's of worth it. oh yeah oh yeah. it's probably more so, than that yeah, i would so guess i would guess that it's got to be a 10 fifteen thousand dollar domain at this point you know it's I'm, got to be it's got to be and they that's such a weird number that they come up with because number one it's yeah. whatever somebody will pay so well you know if it, nike wants to go out and do a, a promotion called choose your attitude yep. they'll pay they'll pay a so, hundred thousand dollars like nothing you know and that's why i went for the trademark because yes right. Part of trademark is just like copyright that whoever was the first one to create it, yes, they technically get it. So of course, you know, heaven forbid, you know, that there is that chance that that could happen, that somebody yeah. could be like, oh, well, I was first. Well, at the same time, you know, knowing the industry of, you know, e-commerce and shirts, you know, anybody can slap a name on it. So the last thing I wanted to do is create this, you know, all this effort and then have some person who's just got a you know a shirt shop and yeah. grows it on there too. So I yeah. wanted to have a little bit of you know. So that's where that came from. So pulling um, that back to like a, yeah. a sort of you know startup business advice kind of thing. So yeah. if if someone was coming to you and saying, "Hey, I'm going to go out and start a brand or start a you know a, a community or a t-shirt company or a whatever would you say it's more important to secure the url or it's more important to uh well and and as a side question is the brand name more important or the ability to secure the brand name so in other words if i had a brand name that i thought was kick ass but i couldn't get yeah. i couldn't get a trademark on it um, but then I had one that I thought was sort of almost as kick-ass, but not quite as much, yeah. but I could actually secure it. Which would you go for? So it, it's a challenging question. Um, I, I, I would say questions. I would say my answer would be, as always, do the, just do it. Start, start, start selling, start doing the things. Why? Because at the end of the day, the trademark is just a piece of paper that says, yes, this is the day he started. And yes, he has done the work to make this real. But at the end of the day, what really is what really is the, the solid is the, okay, well, here's the proof. I started selling this on this day and this is the reality of this. So that's part of you know doing the trademark is I've had to prove, okay, I started selling on this day. So I had to show my first order. I had to show what those items were. And you know, so that that is where the money is, I guess. Yeah, where, yeah, where they the call it uh, yeah, use in commerce. And so yes. I happen to be an expert on on trademarking, <laughs> and that's oh, what perfect. I was looking around for. I was looking for okay. my trademark, but yeah. I own I own a trademark that Google yep. stole from me. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, so it, it's a long and very painful story. Four years of litigation. Uh, you know, I spent about a million dollars 
Google spent about $6 million to crush me. And they did. Um, but the end of the story is I still own the trademark. They still infringed wow. on it, but I'm not yeah. allowed any money from them for them infringing on my trademark because they oh, crushed geez. me in court. You know, oh, it, it's God. insane. It's, it, you know, the big will always win. The little will yeah. always get fucked is basically the end of the story. That's just how it works, you know? Well, and, uh, yeah, so I, I know way too much about what you're talking about, <laughs> use in commerce and and uh, all of these things. So it's 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 definitely good to have those pieces for you know when when it is. But like you said, you know, yes, um, you know, the strong arm will win if if, oh, if Nike wants to choose that. your attitude, they're gonna walk all over you. For, you hey, know, but most me. most likely, hopefully, you know, they're gonna you know, I don't know. Business is weird, um, you know, but. But hopefully they'll they'll do the correct thing as everybody should. But as I say that, I'm going. Oh my god! Well, you know correct. what though? Who does the Google? Thing? Google. I would have settled with Google for less than what they spent with uh, on lawyers. You know, I yeah. would have settled yeah. for a few million dollars. They spent uh, uh, six million to crush me. And by the way, all the smart people out there said that Google owes me two hundred million dollars. Uh, in licensing for infringing on my trademark. So, you know, the the bottom line is if you're big and you have really great lawyers and lots of them, you, you can crush anybody you want. You can just walk around right. crushing little businesses like ours. And they, well, they tried to crush me. They tried to put me out of business. They tried to ruin me. Oh, so I had to settle for nothing. And, and <sighs> you know, because otherwise they were going to come after me for legal fees, $6 million in legal fees. Oh, so geez. It's, it's a scary thing. So anyways, that yeah. <laughs> was a big sidebar, but you're yeah. right. You should secure your your brand. You should uh, protect it. The problem comes when you have to defend it. You know, so well, I agree with protecting it by way of trademark, but defending it, I'm not so sure because I've won a few with my LED company, for example. I won a few uh, situations where all they had to do was stop using it. I didn't end up getting any royalties or fees back from them or anything. So. You know, I don't know. At the end yeah. of the day, I, I hate lawyers. <laughs> At the end of the day, the, that type of business is is tough because, it. Uh, you know, I, I did notice just now, you know, one of the things not to kind of like sideball, but um, since we're on the topic, um, I noticed the patent office is starting to question if they're going to start being more lenient on patent um, because they feel that, you know, things have monopolized. Um, uh and so what they're wondering if maybe they need to be a little bit less strict with patents so people can be a little bit more um, uh, uh, competitive. It's hard to say. You know, that, that's yeah. hard to say. Like at the end of the day, my advice to friends of mine and stuff now is just go for it. Yeah. Don't worry about patents and trademarks and stuff because you're going to get fucking run over anyways. If somebody well, wants to screw you, they're going to screw you. Yeah. And by the time you can sue them, they've moved on to making dresses or or doll exactly. houses or something well, you know they're out of your and, business <laughs> and at, at the end of the day like if, if if it does fall down to what is law what is law is who was there first so well no know, do not the necessarily because i was there first for with google uh well, so law that's supposed to be the law but that's not how the law right, is actually right. well handled right right well i mean i guess what i'm saying is if if we're not playing the money game <laughs> as far yeah. as the strong arm, yeah. um, what's written on paper is, you know, that that's how that works. But yeah, 
you are correct that you know with enough money you know you could change any law i guess but um so so you know you're now in 2019 you realize that you're not going back to work anytime soon um you know one of the hardest things obviously is getting a startup business especially when it's a brand you know like this thing is a as a lifestyle is a brand is a community from what i can understand by looking at it it's probably not going to throw off a lot of cash quickly so you're investing knowing that you're not really going to collect back a lot right away and so that has to be challenging but what are what are some of the challenges that you've tripped over in sort of transitioning from a touring video guy at least part for for a short time transitioning yeah. completely out of that completely into being a startup business guy what are what are some of the challenges that you've come across or things that you've learned bumps on the head that you've received you know one of the, the most difficult things I, I think is you know I'm a person who loves to learn I yeah. love a challenge um, and for me it was it was you know it's a blessing a because if I didn't have this I wouldn't have that distraction mm-hmm. um, you know we've had these conversations where you know when I don't have that distraction you know we've you, you know you you've helped me out of some of them and um, yeah. yeah you know that that is what I'm thankful for in in this journey is I I had this distraction that you know is is also relative to me as far as the choose your attitude like I mean it's Brianna's legacy and at the same time it connects with me as well as helping others. And so yeah. there's that. So when you say the distractions so that you're not sitting around going, oh, poor me, I'm not out on tour. I lost my gig, you right. know, all of those right. things, right? You yeah. know, I, I'm, you know, it's just like when Brianna passed, I, I had her celebration. I had, you know, uh, then I, I put the deck together. And, you know, uh, just like as a, as a kid, you know, when I walked into, uh, you know, the junior high or the high school, I didn't know all of what I'm doing. Um, yeah. You know, some of these gigs we walk into, it's you know, you you know enough, but what 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 we're usually paid for too is being able to find the solution. Yeah, and so there was that hunger and that that drive. And I mean, mind you, like being a being a guy in this industry, you know, we sell ourselves. Um, yeah, and so you know, it's it's we do that work, and when we show up, we're money's not really talked about anymore you know yeah. it's not a negotiation well, that, i want to talk to you about yeah. about that for a second so yeah. you know you said being a guy in this industry and and uh you know one of the things i know is every time i bring up your name to someone they always go oh nick he's a great guy he's a really good dude you know he's a good young man he's a you know and and oh. everyone whether it's uh you know, uh, it was David Davidian a couple days ago made a comment that, uh, you know, I love that kid. He's a good kid. <laughs> Say hello to him. You know, uh, Wiseman, who, as yep. everyone knows, I'm really close with John. And and uh, typically where where John goes, uh, I go as far as, uh, you know, just thoughts and attitude and mentality and stuff. There's a nice little comment for you. There. I love really it. Beautiful. I love it. Beautiful. You do have a beautiful heart and soul. Thank I you. would uh, <laughs> I would echo that for sure. Um so, you know, how do you do that? Like, how do you manage basically not being a dick, you know, not, not being like <laughs> being, being productive and being successful in, in the road, you know, the, the video lighting concert, whatever you want to call it, the production world, the touring world, yep. but 
but without being a dick and stepping on other people and saying, I'm a better tech than that guy or whatever, you should hire me instead of him or whatever. Just getting that great following where people know that, you know, you're going to get your work done, but you're also a good person. It's it, the word that came to mind right away was wasted energy. And, and I, and I say such a, that it's a great and, statement, by the way. And I, and I say that because it's, it's almost in a sense because I'm so driven and I, I don't go on the road because I, I need to work. Mind you, yeah. <laughs> last year, of course, you didn't, need, you didn't yes, go on the road yes, because you needed yes, to work. Exactly. Yeah, that changed. But by all means, yes, you know, you, you got to get paid, but I love what I do. Yeah. Um, and and it, this is almost a connection again. I love being able to stand up to, to a, a struggle or a battle and being able to get to that solution. Um, and and to be able to overcome something that everybody around you is like, ah, I, I don't see it. I don't see how it's going to happen. I, do, I don't. And and that's what we do in, in our industry of, of touring, right? We, we take this thing that all these people don't really see as possible. And every single day, we like magicians, we're, we're putting this together, right? Yeah. And so for me... It, it's usually sometimes my downfall too is because I'm so driven in the solution that that conflict so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, we're at a gig and there's a problem. I'm not trying to be a dick or I'm not, I'm not focused on how we're getting along. I'm going, okay, this is not working on the, this technical issue is not happening why how how can we yeah. fix this how can we yeah. fix this solution um, focused yes. on the solution not the problem right yes um yeah. i yeah. i heard an amazing story there's a guy by the name of steve sims um and he was telling a story at, i was at podmax um and steve sims does this uh, it's called uh, i think it's the bluefish um he owns this company and he helps uh you know he, he amazing story but he he's like helps vip millionaires basically have their trips but he was telling a story about elon musk and like you know how he's got this spaceship and all you hear about is when you say have their trips though he's not he's not a drug dealer no 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 he's like different kind of trip yeah he's like justin timberlake (laughs) wants to go on like oh okay uh, experience getaway yeah exactly experiences kind of right um and you got to have special people to do that well he does that and what about elon so elon so you know he's got these spaceships and he was telling this story about elon and and how you know you you see on the news how all these issues happen you know they keep falling over they keep falling over and and you know they blow up and the news is like oh my gosh this happened well he was explaining like in the control room that every single time this happened that everybody's just like oh you know this this like oh no like this emotion but every single time that happened elon would lean forward to look at the data and to you know and when he said that i was just like That's amazing. That's such a great little point that you've just made there. I hope everyone gets that. I hope people are paying attention because he leaned in and went, Yes, let me look at the data because he wanted to know why it happened. You know, he wanted to focus on fixing the problem, not on the drama of, oh shit, a rocket blew up or whatever, right? Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's where I am. And as we've talked about before, usually with my battle of my, you know, my personal status is usually sometimes of like, I, I, I can't figure out 
that yeah. you know you you see it and i'm like okay there's got to be a solution there's got to yeah. be something and yeah. it's not working um yeah. no you're the, the, you're an incredibly passionate person when it comes to you know <laughs> having gone through some of these problems with you uh <laughs> yes. you're you're an incredibly passionate person who you know, gets very frustrated when things don't catch up to sort of you, you know, yes. like you've got this thing in your head that this has to get fixed. And yep. if it doesn't get fixed at that pace, you know, I will tell you, you're, you're around 20 years younger than me. That is one thing that those 20 years bring you is a little more patience. And, oh, yeah. you know, so my family, my friends, my, my girlfriend would tell you that, you know, if there's anything that's changed in me, it's that I've had yep. to acquire some patience because yep. I used to just like be so dialed into this has to get solved now, you well, know, but, you know, yeah. you're also talking to a person that like my whole entire upbringing, I'm the nerd who's staying late to school or going early to school while everybody else is at their party having their experience i'm going oh dude i've got this video like i want to make this better or dang it like this video keeps stopping at this moment and i i gotta fix this um yeah. you know i wasn't playing video games i was trying to make these pieces together you know like at the junior yeah. high um, you know, yeah, we had morning announcements. Well, a desk and a chair sucks. And it was also a wood shop. <laughs> so I created, yeah. you know, a, an actual news desk. Um, wow. You know, what better way to actually have organization than, oh, yeah. I need to create a storyboard for every single day. So I created yeah. like, and this is, this is, this is me creating this. I didn't have a yeah. teacher going, this is how the news works. This is me yeah. going, I want to do this. Yeah. How can I? Yeah, you just had a greater vision. You had a greater vision of how things needed to be, and you saw yeah. it so clearly. And maybe the people around you didn't. You know, the people around you were like, you know, let's just get through this so we can go grab a beer yep. or whatever. You know, and uh, you're the guy who wants to make it perfect. You know, well, and and that that hunger is what helped me through this last year too, because I've always sold myself. Right. Yeah. Doing technology. I've never, I've, I'm not in retail. I mean, yeah. come on, we're crying out loud. How many talks have we had where you're like, Nick, come on, that's not the type of retail business. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so these are things that I'm, I'm learning by all means. Um, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it, it, it's nice to have those challenges to, to learn and to, to get in there. And so that's how I guess not to get all the way around to, yeah, yeah. That, no, back to the question. That, that's exactly what drove me is that knowing, okay, it, it wasn't the fact of like, okay, I could fail or, or, you know, I, I want to, I want to get successful at it. And it's, if, if I keep, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it the same way every single time. I'm going to keep trying, but I am going to succeed because, yeah, you know, I want to learn that, that, that is where I'm driven. Well, you know, my, my good friend, Michael Strickland, owner and CEO of Bandit Lights, who may or may not be listening right now, uh, always says you don't lose or you don't fail until you quit. Yes. And, you know, That's... I, I know that you have the exact same attitude, which is, you know, uh, you won't quit. I mean, and, yeah. and sometimes to a fault. And that means yep. you are some kind of a, a sicko entrepreneur like me. You know, um, we don't quit. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we just keep banging our head on the wall until either the wall breaks or our head breaks. Back. But but Back. I ain't stopping, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a bizarre thing. 
but that that's the truth though i mean you look at like thomas edison and you look at elon like you know or you give, even go to yeah. africa elon uh, was out of money i mean he was completely flat broke i think it was midnight on new year's eve or whatever he had one more payroll that was going to be made on january 2nd or whatever and the next day he got funded and and you know now he's the richest guy on on the in the world one of one my of favorite my, ones is the Kentucky Fried Chicken one, where I think it was oh. a, a thousand and sixty-eight times he got no's, and then oh, the thousand sixty-ninth or whatever the number is, he got a yes. You know who well, tries a thousand sixty-eight <laughs> times? You know who does that? I, I mean, if you're like you know Gwen Stefani, not to you know talk about her, but as she says, there could be a hundred people in the room, and ninety-nine yeah. could say no, but it's just yeah. that one that says yes. Yeah, and. You know, yeah. it, it's yeah, true. Cool. I didn't um, know she said that. What was she talking was, about? Husbands? Oh, right. No, <laughs> how many how many country stars she asked to marry her before finally yeah. one did? Was it Gwen Stefani or it was uh no no no? Oh, you mean the ninety nine problems and you ain't one? What's her name? No, that's Jay Z. Uh, Ariana Grande. That's a song. No, that's uh, Ar no, Ariana Grande. No, um, um, I know. I I can see her. She plays piano and she. <laughs> Oh, the New York, um, New York. Uh, what's her name? What's the New York lady's name? Somebody give us a comment here. We're brain dead. Uh, it's is not it the New York one? Not, uh, um, not the one who sings New York? Uh, no. Uh, she, she's, about? she's the newer Gwen Stefani. Um, the newer Gwen Stefani. Oh, my God. I, I see know. her right now. She's the one who wore meat. During the um during one of the award ceremonies, people tell us, "Come on, give us a um, comment." Yeah, I got to see it now. Where's Singer our crowd here? With meat, singer with meat. Oh my yep. goodness! Um, God knows what that's going to bring up. Well, meatloaf came up, and it's definitely not meatloaf. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. Um, Lady yeah. Gaga. Oh, Gaga. Yes, yeah. Lady Gaga. There we go. There Thank go. you. Everybody. There you go. Marsha Lady got Gaga. Chris. See, I need to Marsh, watch Marsha Marsha Stern beat Chris Asen by about two <laughs> seconds. And Chris Asen, shame on you for knowing the answer to that question. Shame on yeah, you. Right. right? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, it's you know what you what it, and it's just like every hero though, too. You know, you you every single all these people are made big because of that one time they were successful. But not often is it shown how many times they've failed, um, you know, and, you yeah. know, if you especially when sports and stuff, I mean, that's all people do is fail. And it's they try, 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 try until, you know, we win. And so that's. Yeah. Um, yeah well, who was it? Uh, what's the guy's name who does uh, outliers? Um, the little New York guy with the friggin' afro. What the hell is his name? The writer. Here we go again. I don't. I, I don't think know. this glass of wine has me drunk already. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything. But Malcolm Gladwell is his name. I didn't even need okay. our comment section over here. <laughs> uh, but in Outliers, in the book, it says you know to get good at anything, you have to put ten thousand hours into it. Whether it's a sport or whether it's whatever, piano or whatever, to become really, yep. really good at something, it takes 10,000 hours. And I'm one not of, sure if he's exactly accurate with that, but I agree with it. One of the biggest things I've learned this last year out of all the lessons, consistency. Consistency. Yeah. You could be a professional and you could do it really fast, 
but it's always the person who's still going who's seen as the success, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny you mentioned that because you and I have actually had conversations slash arguments about that where <laughs> yes. I've said, hey, you need to back off this and focus more on this. And you're like, no, but I got to keep this going. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be consistent. And, yeah. you know, you really, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a frustrating person because you can't <laughs> change your mind. But yeah. that's also a very positive thing about you is that you can't change your mind. And so you're very committed to your ideas and to your thoughts and to, to where you're going and stuff. And so, you know, that brings me to sort of the next point. One of, one of the other challenges that I know that you've addressed with me is, is pulling people along for that ride. And so this, I think this goes to not only people who have started businesses in the past couple of years, but even just people who, who deal with other people, whether you're an LD and, and you're talking about your, your lighting crew or, or, you know, your crew chief or whatever, but having people not only buy into your idea, but have the same passion and drive that you do to bring that idea to fruition, yeah. to bring it full circle, you know, that is brutally difficult. And I know that you have really struggled with that. So tell me, tell me what you think about that one. Well, as, as soon as you say that, it reminds me of all the lighting designers that have asked me 800 times to rebuild my video wall <laughs> you know um yeah but at this end of the day now the comments are going to start flying in just hang on because we probably yeah, got exactly. some lighting people here oh yeah. yeah but but it's exactly that though where you know i i think that's where i struggle is and and i know i we've like you said we've talked about this um yeah. i'm not i I I'm so focused on the mechanics or the mechanical of creating something where I'm trying like if I see something I, I'm gonna keep working at it until I can make it happen. Um and what 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 challenges me is when there's something that seems um uh uh I forget the word, but um trivial. Yeah. is the word um rather than actual I mean, it seems trivial to other people uh sure think or it's trivial or or it it's um when when a challenge is is presented and it's a trivial challenge rather than for example like you know if um you know i the only thing that comes to my mind right now for for an example like this is you know we we've set up a hundred hundred times you know upstage center with video and you go to a venue and it's like okay well you know we don't have enough room well you're right but then you have to figure out how are you going to do this and i i remember um as i'm saying that i'm like okay no this is a horrible example um but because you can't in the think fact, of one time when you had to do that. <laughs> well, no, I I know exactly one time where yeah. I I you know we had no room, and I remember stepping away, going, guys, give me five minutes, let me think here. And sure enough, there's a little, a small little cavity up top, and I was like, okay, guys, let's just bring engineering up there, or not even video engineering. It was just our stuff, and I just yeah. so we brought it all up there, and we were able to move the entire stage, you know, the three feet back that they needed. Um, and it was just having to change something. But I guess what I'm saying is like, if somebody said, no, you can't use that space, 
up there, knowing that that space was available, that would be trivial to me where it's like, okay, but wait, this is just somebody saying no, as opposed to literally it not being able to be used. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. So, no, it makes perfect sense. And again, I've yeah. gone through many of these complications with you yeah. where where you didn't understand why people were saying no. And therefore, you know, to you, it felt like a brick wall and it felt like somebody was just pushing back or or being a dick or whatever. And so sometimes, you know, again, sometimes that's where, you know, age brings you the ability to maybe make those little adjustments to where, okay, yeah. I understand that. Is there a way, you know, that we could do this? Like where, I don't know, like sometimes just, it's, it's just a communication thing, you know, for sure. Sometimes everybody puts their, puts their backs up and next thing you know, you can't get a problem solved. Right. So one of my, my one of my struggles, all kinds of struggles, but with like, for example, the website, um, I am also the website tech and doing that, yeah. I work with the theme and then I also work with all these apps. And so I'm kind of that middleman trying to figure things out. And one of the biggest challenges I've learned is you ask a question and you get an answer and that answer is usually no. And so for me, I go, okay, well, I know that we can get there. So now I got to yeah. figure out how to re-ask this question to understand and try to make sure that I'm not I'm not asking the question to argue. Yeah. My goal is I just want to get to the finish line. But let me tell you something funny. Yeah. It's funny yeah. you should bring up the website because I've always told you 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 have a website that looks like you're a massive brand and a massive company. It's a very professional website, Thank and you. I'm not blowing smoke up your skirt. But two weeks ago, I had Robe Lighting. You know, a yeah probably a $250 million company on here talking about their charity, uh, which God forbid, I forget what it's called, robybackstage.org. And so for those two weeks since I've had them on here, I've been trying to order a single freaking t-shirt <laughs> off of their website and I can't. And oh, so wow. today I finally, because I got a, a message from Craig at, at Roby yeah. and Craig's probably watching and he's going to give me shit any second now, but um, I got a message from Craig today saying, you realize you, only you are having the problem. So maybe it's operator oh, error or something, right? And so I've got this little app on my computer called Vidyard where I can record an on-screen video yeah. sharing my screen with me on it. And so I said, okay, look here, I'm placing an order and now I'm putting a t-shirt into my shopping cart. Remember, I own a you know multi-many million dollar <laughs> e-commerce website. So uh, here's me putting the thing in my shopping cart and here's me, you know, hitting uh, checkout and here's me selecting PayPal as my payment method and putting my address in and here's me hitting submit and then it goes, boom, you're stuck. Here you are. You, you can't get past this moment. And I said, what button do you want me to click now? Because nothing is working at this point. So please help me. And yeah. so finally, you know, again, I just sent them the video, but the point being, this is a big $250 million company that has a website that I can't order a t-shirt from and I'm not putting Roby down by any stretch, yep. Yep. but you've built this e-commerce business. That's a tiny little company that is growing. Um, but it's so smooth and so Thank slick. You. And, you know, I order a t-shirt and then I get this really cool message <laughs> that says, Hey, we're perfectly folding your beautiful t-shirt right now. And it'll be to you just in a couple of days. And, you yeah. know, I mean, all these slick little messaging things and marketing things and stuff. You've done a really nice job with that. Thank site, you. So, so yeah, 
you know, we're not going to have much time left here, but I, I want to hear, you know, like I'm still trying to focus on some of the challenges. So I know that yeah. people here, people I've talked to over the past year and a half, so many people have pivoted. Some have pivoted yeah. in similar ways of, that you have, like uh, Patrick Dearson started a brand. Um, he's a lighting designer. I don't know if you know him, but uh, Patrick's a great guy. He started a brand selling some swag and stuff called The Activity. And, um, I don't know how well he's done with it or how poorly he's done with it, but, you know, I know a lot of people who have started different pivot brands. Some have worked, some haven't, some will probably go away now that everybody's back out going on tour and getting real busy again and stuff. But, you know, like number one, are you going to continue this as, as you go out on tour now, does this remain your life's dream? And, and are you going to continue to, to grow it and build it and everything else? And, you know, give me, give me like your top. And I know I'm, I'm throwing a, uh, throwing something at you right now, but give me your top three. Like if you had a 17 year old kid coming up to you right now and going, Hey buddy, I want to start a brand. I want to start a company, you know, give me your top three pieces of advice. And, Um, what yeah. what do you think those would be? So first off, of course, I'm going to keep doing this. Um, you know, I I sat with Gary V, and um, I was honored to be able. Which to- is incredible, by the way. Oh, what was God. that like? Like for those of you who don't know Gary V, Gary yeah. Vaynerchuk. I've been following this guy yeah. for yeah. since the very beginning, probably 20 years since he started. And the guy probably has a following of 100 million people or something. I mean, yeah. he's massive, <laughs> massive. It- it was it was huge. Um, I mean, I kind of threw myself under the bus, and uh, you know, even then, it, it's a learning experience. Um, but it, like he he even said himself, like this is this is my blood. You know, I, I'm not doing this. The 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 tough part is for me to do this. It has to be profitable, and it has to be a business and make money to keep going. Um, so that's my goal is to make it so, so I can keep doing this because I love helping. I love doing this. So of course I'm going to keep doing it. Plus, I mean, heck I've already been in this for this much and with this much money, I, I, there's, why stop now? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And like we've talked about, I, I know we can get there. Um, and so, you know, there's that, but I, you know, the advice, um, one of the biggest things I would say is, (laughs) <laughs> I would almost say connected to that is to stop so many people. Um, and, and it's this industry right now where everybody's putting out training, 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 because everybody wants to buy that cheap, you know, okay, I want to do this. Well, I would say the very first thing is, is to stop seeking advice and to act. Yeah. That's a that good would one. be step number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, you know what? People get, you know, and I hate to use a stupid cliche term, but paralysis by analysis. People overthink starting a business, starting a brand, you know, do something, act, sell something, whatever it is, but jump in, you know, (laughs) like, you know, you could keep sticking your toe in the water at the end of the pool or you could just freaking jump in unless it's one of those, you know, viral videos where you, you dive and it's frozen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I would, I would. I would not you might have, have wanted to stick your toe in that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I we would not have any of this. I don't think either one of us, if we would have asked us that, you know, asked that question of like, you know, 
looking ahead and do we want this challenge? Well, no. Well, we, you no, know, everyone thinks you're nuts. Everyone thinks I'm nuts. Everyone has always thought, <laughs> you know, entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs yeah. are a little bit nutty. I mean, we yeah. have to be. Yeah. You know, you have to be. A paycheck? I don't want a paycheck. You know, you keep your paycheck. I, I'll tell you, I'll yeah. go earn some money someday, you know. Uh, I like I, sleeping in my car, you know. Uh, I'm not sure about that. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to I, get I to kidding. that, that, I know. <laughs> but to get to the goal, um, you know, definitely the hunger of sleeping in the car. If it means getting there, you know, definitely. Um, but um no, I would say yes. Definitely, step one would be you know to to stop looking for answers and to keep going. Um, you know, I could relate this to fitness. I could relate this to sports. I could relate this to anything you do in life. Um, so many people are looking for that quote to help them, looking for that when really it starts with you. Um, yeah. You know, I selfishly had to wait for my face to go paralyzed. Why? I don't know why the hell I had to wait that long. Could I write a book? Hell yes, I could write a book. So hang on a sec. Let me just yeah. give give everyone a disclaimer. So please yeah. don't wait for your face to get paralyzed yes, exactly. before you do what you well, really want to do in life. All right. Please. People. Exactly. All right. There you go. I mean, I lost my mom and I lost Brianna. You think that would be enough for some reason it had to happen to me to, yeah. you know, get that yeah. step forward. But yeah, so that would be step one. Um, step two, you know, you may disagree with this, um, but Steve Sims, another one of those, and that maybe I'm just latching on to some of the things he, he was saying, um, but so many times society wants us to structurally do things perfect. Um, you know, A to B is how you would start a business. Um I got my face paralyzed. I didn't get my face paralyzed. My face went paralyzed. I wrote a book. The book became a shirt, words on a shirt, which then became a brand. And now I'm COVID hits and I'm desperately in need of figuring out how I'm going to make this into something. Oh, it's a business. It's a brand. Here we are. Yeah. Um, that's not the best way to do things, but is life the best There's no way to do There's no part of that things? I disagree with. There's no part of that I disagree with. I, right. I think I don't think there is a conventional way of doing anything. Right. You know, I hate conventional ways of doing things. You know, if, if the store is over there and and it's yeah. from here to there to get to the store, you know, I'll take the back way because right. I want to get an adventure <laughs> on my way to the store. You know, I don't want the boring trip to the store. So, yeah, I agree with so, everything you just said. Yeah. So I guess step two or the number two would be believe in yourself and and i mean in <laughs> a factor of you know obviously like with this brand and such if if you know if we're having talks where like you know all these people are saying there's nothing there then of course <laughs> you know you got to have yeah. some reality well, um uh what's his name but, mr wonderful on uh on the yeah. shark tank always says you know sometimes you just need to drag it out back by the shed and shoot it <laughs> you know sometimes right. a business is just a shitty business but yeah. you know, yours isn't that. I mean, it, you. your problem in your business is just that it's so many things, and which is great if you're a gazillionaire. But if you're trying to create a business that'll eventually generate revenue, you have to figure out what part of it is going to generate what <laughs> revenue, and then start to focus on that at some point. Especially when you when you have no revenue to support yeah, that at the exactly. moment. So exactly. 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 
yeah. But yeah, that that would that I think that would be step two. Is that you know, don't don't fear what's ahead. You have to dive in. Um, I I had well, somebody. By the, the way, other... people are throwing snowballs and shit at you and saying you're stupid yes. and what you're doing is wrong and it'll yes. never work. And you know, yes. God, why don't you just go work and get a job and do all? And it's family, it's friends, it's coworkers, it's you know. <laughs> it's everyone who's who's yep. constantly going to tell you that. Yep. Um, yeah. But again, just like everybody else, I mean, you know, go back to Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Um, you know, uh, um, I can't remember if it was Tesla or Edison, but um, you know, the same idea. Like he, they both were together, and you know, the light bulb. Um, uh, you know, it never it kept never working, and until. You know, they made it work. And then as soon as it worked, all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow. Well, yeah. it's the same same idea. Um, and, yeah. and you have to, those people who push through, just like Brianna as a hero or all these different, yeah. you know, yeah. actions that are heroes are the people who've pushed through to do something, you know, yeah. that wasn't normal. So that would no, be we're, we're crazy risk takers. I mean, look at, yeah. look at freaking Richard Branson a couple days ago, flew in his own spaceship. <laughs> you know, right. That's, right. that's called believing. Like I'm flying in yep. a spaceship that's never really been outer, out, uh, into outer space, you know, but I'm yep. going to go up there. I'm going to be one of the first people in it. So, but you know, I mean, it, on that's the, that's the same thing with life though. I mean, if, if you literally, every action you take is going to have a risk. Yeah. I mean, no, look I at agree. us, look at us in the, in the roadie industry. I mean, yeah. we're hanging stuff above people's heads. You know, when that, when somebody flipped that motor over, you know, out of a car, you know, the, the oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that because now you're liable. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what's number three? Uh, number three would be, and um, I know you had no time to rehearse this because I just tossed yeah. it at you, but yeah. Um, ooh, number three. Ooh, number three is a tough one. Um, I mean, I guess consistency, keep going just because yeah. you failed a few times. Yeah, don't if, quit. If don't you quit. see, if you can see it, um, it's there, you know, just obviously don't be doing the same action every single time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, you know, keep going. You you know, if, if you can, you'll make it, you'll find it. I, um, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Never, never, never quit. You know, yeah. and it, it's hard. I mean, you know, believe me, last year, last year for me in, in my own company was, you know, hey, you know, you could hoard all whatever cash you've got left and and just sit back and try and ride this thing out. Or you can pivot, change your business and invest so that you come out of this thing a better company than you went into it. And that's what yeah. we did. And it was hard as hell. I mean, I had to go full all in with everything I had and everything I didn't have and, and whatever. And it was a rough year, believe me, but Hey, we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're kicking ass now. So, you know, I, Nick, you have such <laughs> an incredible story. You're such a great dude. Thank you're you. such a positive guy. Occasionally you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, as long yeah, that's, as that's, that's just on a phone call with me, we're okay. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't mind that bit, but you know, you're, you're, you're such an incredible guy and, uh, you know, I appreciate everything you've been through. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you're still doing it. I love your brand. I hope that anyone listening goes to chooseyourattitude.com and eat, whether or Thank not you. you buy a t-shirt, just read his story, watch his videos. The guy's an inspiration. He really is. It's, it's such appreciate a great it. brand and, and such a good dude. And you go back out on tour soon, right? When? 
I leave Saturday um, back on DMB, and I'm just I it my I have a counter on my phone, and Saturday will be 495 days. Who's counting? Wow! Yeah. <laughs> God um, bless, man. That's oh, that's so amazing. And by all and, means, and I'm guess what? Thankful. I actually get yeah. to meet you in person. Yes, on right? DMB in in West Palm right? Beach here in a couple yeah. of weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm pretty excited about it. Likewise. So, yeah. Yeah, well, th sure. thanks for sharing some time with us here, buddy. I appreciate it so much. I think, you know, again, you're an inspiration. Your message is amazing and your Thank brand you. is cool. And uh, so keep going, man. I <laughs> appreciate Rock it. On. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.